Welcome to Teachings of Rosemont Anaba. She is the Vice President of Estudio Anaba Ministries and a seasoned teacher of the word. Join in and be blessed with this message. A settled woman. Because many, many, many women are not settled. Not because they don't want to settle down, but circumstances, situations, do not allow them to settle. I read a story about some ancient tradition in one of these Asian countries. And what they said was that when they gave birth to a baby girl, on the eighth day, they will put the baby under a bed for about a few hours, just for the baby to know that that is the level from which the baby girl has to rise. They don't put the baby boy there. It is the baby girl they put under there to let her know that right from the start, she's subservient to the boy. Right from the start, she's a second-class citizen. Many women have had to fight traditions. Many women have had to fight prejudices. Many women have had to fight situations and circumstances, cultural, uh, um, um, you know, situations that fight against them sometimes even at the workplaces they all have the same qualification and yet they don't get the same pay even if the woman is producing more still because she is a woman she does not get the same pay and many things happen to them they get into marriage and it is no better once you are in the marriage and the bible said you must submit it means that you must submit with everything, your spirit, your soul, your body, everything, you must submit. And sometimes uh, it feels like inhumane, you know, for some of the women. It's unfortunate, but I've had to talk to a few women in recent past. And many of our women are crying. Can I, can I talk with us? brothers aspirations for the year 2022 they don't ask them what do you want to achieve for this year what are your fears what do you want to do what can i do to hold your hand and lift you up today they were talking about building capacity she started off as on what is it ungraded typist today she holds a master's degree in administration and he will do everything to push her but there are some of us we don't even find out what their desires are we don't find out what their fears are we don't find out what do you want to do I want to do this this year and what do you want to do so that both of us can run together Many women are not settled. But I believe that in the year of settlement, all of us are going to run together. All of us are going to move together. No one will be left behind. Hallelujah. Amen. Enough of the confessions. Enough of the claimings and the declarations. It is time for us to move into possession. Hallelujah. And in the year 2022, I believe, and the Lord is moving us from confession to possession. 
We will not just confess, but I believe that we will possess. We will move from slavery to settlement. Hallelujah. Every one of us is moving to their place of purity, place of peace, our places of power and prosperity. It is time for us to be owners of properties. It is time for us to take our rightful position in the communities. It is time for us to exercise the power of the Holy Ghost. And it is time for us to attain perfection in Christ Jesus. By the end of the year 2022, I believe that we can look back. Lord has spoken. She says, for the Lord has spoken it. Say it together. For L-O-R-D. Now, that is the Lord God. That is Yahweh. That is the Lord creator. For the Lord God himself is the one who has spoken it. It is not man that spoke it. It is not a woman that spoke it. So that you will say today the man is there and today the woman is there, but tomorrow they will not be there. It is not a party that gave you that commandment. It is not a party that gave you that promise. It is the Lord God. And once he has spoken it, ladies and gentlemen, let's watch it. He will bring it to pass. Hallelujah. Amen. So when we talk about a settled woman, what do we mean? When we talk about a settled woman, a settled woman is a woman who has emerged, come out of, come into light, come out of obscurity from uncertainties of our days. You and I know the uncertainties that a lot of us face. We have just, we are still coming out of the the, 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 the days of the pandemic and we are yet to recover from all the things that the pandemic has thrown upon us. We are still trying to recover from there. Many people have lost their jobs. Many people have lost their homes. Some have lost relatives and so on. So many things have happened to us. The settled woman is the one that has emerged, come out of uncertainties come out of situations and, and circumstances that were unfavorable. And yet in coming out, the woman is equipped. Say equipped. Equipped. Furnished. Prepared to face the challenges of life. That is a settled woman. And not only that, but she is also established as a force in the community. So a woman who emerges out of the uncertainties of life is equipped because of all that he has gone through to face the challenges of life. And because of that, she is established as a force in the community. Hallelujah. That is a settled woman. One that has emerged, one that is equipped, and one that is established as a force in the community. Amen. And one person that fits this particular definition very well is the woman Jael. Jael, one. Jael was the woman that was in the days of the judges, in the days when Deborah was a judge. And the Bible said, before I even go on to the scriptures, the Bible said that Israel had come under the tyranny of the, the, the Canaanites. Because they had sinned against the Lord, and the Lord had handed them over to the Canaanites. So the king Jabin and the Canaanites ruled over Israel for about 20 years. And there was a lot of trouble, a lot of war there. 
to the point where when you read Judges chapter 5 downwards, it says that in the days of Jael, in the days of Jael, all the streets were abandoned. In the days of Jael, nobody went and nobody came. Everyone had scattered. There were no villages. There were no settlements. Everybody was hiding in the days of Jael. And in, when you go back to the verse, the chapter 4, the verse 15, it says, and the Lord caused or confitted Sisera. That was after Deborah rose up with a word and said the Lord was going to deliver um, the Canaanites into the hands of the Israelites. And the Bible said that Sisera, who was their army commander, led the war. And Deborah also called uh, Barak and said, Barak, gather people from the cities of uh, the tribes of Naphtali and Zebulon and then march towards um, the people of um, the Canaanites. And the Bible said when the war became tough, the Israelites destroyed all the um, Canaanites. And when you read from the verse 15, the Bible, the Bible says, And the Lord discomfited Sisera and all his chariots and all his hosts with the edge of the sword before Barak, so that Sisera, who was the army commander, lighted down from his chariots and fled away on his feet. How can, you see, he got so confused that going on the chariot was slower than running afoot. So that was what he did. And the Bible said, from verse 16, and Barak pursued after the chariots and after the hosts unto Harosheth of the Gentiles and all the hosts of Sisera fell upon the edge of the sword and there was not a man left. How be it, verse 17, Sisera fled away on his feet to the tent of Jair. Note that, to the tent of Jair, the wife of Heber the Kenite. For there was peace between Jabin, the king of Hazor, and the house of Heber the Kenite. And Jael went out to meet Sisera and said unto him, Turn in, my lord, turn in to me, fear not. And when he had turned in unto her into the tent, she covered him with a mantle. And then he said, Give me, I pray, a little water to drink, for I am thirsty. And she said, You don't deserve water at all. Let me give you something better. He opened a bottle of milk, gave him drink, and covered him well, well. Verse 20. Again he said unto her, Stand in the door of the tent, and it shall be, when any man does come and inquire of thee, and say, is there any man here, that thou shalt say no. Now, you see, he was signing, he was signing his own death warrant, because this was a prophecy that said, if any man should come here, tell the person there is no man. That means that, that he was not even going to exist. So he had signed his own death warrant. Then Jael, Heber's wife, took a nail of the tent and took a hammer in, his, in her hand, went softly unto him and smote the nails into his temple, fastened it to the ground. For he was fast asleep and weary, so he died. Hallelujah. Now we are talking about the settled woman, a woman who has emerged, emerged out of the, 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 the challenges of time, out of all the situations that she's gone through at a time when the Canaanites were oppressing the Israelites so much that, you know, everybody was, was distressed. And I'm sure the way these Canaanites were, by now, Jael 
witness some of them coming around, taking their food, and they have to walk in, you know, places just to be able to hide their things. Maybe abusing even the women and all that. But then this Jael was a very courageous woman. Very courageous woman. There were three things that I picked out from this passage that showed that this woman was a settled woman. A woman that had emerged out of the uncertainties of life. A woman that was equipped and a woman that was established as a force. Never forget these three things. Emerged, equipped, and then established. Hallelujah. Now, three things that I picked out from this passage. The Bible said, Sisera ran to the, ha- the tent of Jael. The tent of Jael. So there was a tent. Jael had a tent. Can I say that that tent represented her property? It didn't say he ran into the house of Heber, the Kenite. He said Sisera ran to the tent of Jael. Now that means that Jael had a property. Jael had her own accommodation. Jael maybe had her own flats or her apartment. Jael maybe had her own institution. She had her own um, uh, maybe business going on. Sisera ran to the tent of Jael. We can say that was where she stayed. We can say that was her property. We can say that was her business. We can say that was, maybe let's say her ministry. It belonged to Jael. It was hers. It had her signature on it. That was her tent. The woman had her own tent. The reason why she was settled was because she was a woman that owned properties. Say owned properties. She owned property. She owned a tent. She had a house. Maybe we can extrapolate and say she had a business. Maybe she owned an institution or she had a ministry. She has something that she could write her name on. And I pray in the name of Jesus that every woman listening to me will have something with your signature on it. Something with your name on it. Something that they can put your finger on and say, belong name of Jesus. That the Lord will give unto our men the ability to give to our women something that belongs to them. Can you imagine if on your birthday, your husband comes and says, these are the papers of of the land. It is yours with your name on it. I have taken my name out. It is yours. It's all yours. Jael had a tent. Jael had a business. Jael had a property. She had an apartment. And so Sisera could run to that place and hide. I pray in the name of Jesus that you will have something to your credit, something that you can have your name written on it, something that they can look at and say, this belongs to grace, this belongs to Regina, hallelujah. Give a round of applause unto the Lord. So she had her tent. She had her tent. Anyone that will have a tent come out of that tent. Number one is seldom. When I say seldom, I'm talking about S-E-L-F-D-O-M. Identity. That tent had the identity of Jael. Maybe her colors. Maybe the way she decorated the place. Maybe the way she arranged furniture. Everything about her, about the place, about the tent, was nothing 
but Jael. Can we have a place like that? And say, this is mine. Can I have a place? And say, I am a woman of the house. I contribute in the way. Can this space be mine? Can I decorate it the way I want? Hallelujah. Self-dom. Something that has to do with her identity. This is her tent. It had her colors. It, it had her own flag on it. There was something about it that made Sarah know that this is a woman's tent. So if I hide here, nobody will know that, I mean, this is a woman. Nobody will know that I'm there. So let me go and hide there. But it has something to do with a woman. Hallelujah. The self-dom. It had her distinctiveness. It had her character. It had something that she could say, this is mine. And I pray in the name of Jesus that every one of us, anything that we are doing, it will have our signature. Anything that we are doing, it will have our character. Anything that we are doing, people can look at it and say, wow, this thing, it smells of, of excellence because it is for Mama Selena. Hallelujah. The served on. Unfortunately, ladies, many of us are waiting for our husbands to bring out that distinctiveness to bring out that uniqueness that is in us many of us are waiting for our husbands to make us happy and so i am married but if my husband doesn't make me happy i will not be happy no it shouldn't be so in as much as we are believing god to for them to help us settle woman you are your own self woman you are your own self you see there is a place in the heart of a woman only god can fill a man can never fill that vacuum in the heart of a woman that place is reserved for god there is a peace only god can give to you there is a joy only god can give to you there is there is that satisfaction there is that fulfillment it is only god who can give it to you a man will help but he can only help so far he can only help up to a certain point and i am speaking to a woman in this year of settlement may you rise up may you rise up may you come to the place where you decide that look I am married. I am not getting everything from my husband. But at the same time, I know that once I have God, I will be able to make something out of my life. I'll be able to do something with my education. I'll be able to do something with the business that is in my hand. I'll be able to do something with the skill that I have. I will not just sit there and say, my husband, do everything for me. You see, when you do that, you can never be accomplished. You can never be settled. Hallelujah. Many of us are waiting for our fathers, our uncles. Oh, my uncle, he has a property here. He will help me. Yes, he will help you. But if he doesn't, take your destiny into your hands. If he doesn't, take your life into your hands. Because the God that you serve is more than enough. He is able to do exceeding abundantly above that which you ask or think according to the power that works in you. You and God, you are majority. And so you can do it. Hallelujah. You can do it. You can do it. The seldom. She had her own tent. And I'm sure she herself pegged those tents, those nails. She herself took them and built the tent. Woman, build your house. Build your house. Build your family. Build your business. Build your ministry. Don't leave it and say, I'm waiting for my husband to come. 
Until I marry, I will not do this. Until I marry, I will not do that. No, time and chance waste for no man. Can you do something about my microphone? Time and chance waste for no man. And so you, have, you don't have time. I'm speaking to a woman who is about 30, 40 years. You don't have time. Time is not on your side. Anything you can do now, do it. Some of you are in the morning of your life. And so there are things that you can do. If you have to go to school, go to school. If you have to go online, steady, go ahead and do it. Some of us may be in the afternoon of your life. And maybe you are t- taking care of children and all that. Do your best. Put in everything to raise these children up in the nature and admonition of the Lord. Because a time will come. They will not be there anymore. When you need them to talk to them, they will not be there. I believe that that woman whose child gave his lunch when Jesus was feeding the 5,000, that woman had foresight. That woman had a vision and knew that a day was coming when she would not be by the child. If I can teach the child to be generous, if I can teach the child to share, one day when I am not there, this child will learn how to give up his lunch. I am sure, ladies and gentlemen, there were some men and women who maybe they had their lunch, but they sat on it. But this boy gave up his lunch and everybody had a part of it. And that is why woman raised up the child. Because a day will come when the time to raise that child will not be there anymore. This is the time to raise the child. This is the time to teach the child the word of God. This is the time to do everything to push the word of God into that child. One day, Prophet Brian said, somebody asked him, how come four brothers, all of you are prophets? And he said, our parents made sure that we had our quiet time. And even when we wouldn't go for the quiet time, he would cane us. And today, all of us are prophets. Today is sowing time. It will not be an easy time. But do your best. Raise them up in the nature and admonition of the Lord. Because a day will come, you will not be there. Joshebed, Moses' mother, had this boy for no more than three months. And yet... He was able to plant the identity of a Hebrew in the life of Moses. And he never lost it. He never lost it. This is the time to do it. For those of you who are in the afternoon or the evening of your life, some of us who are going on to 60 years and more, it is time for you to live a legacy. At any stage you find yourself in, there is something that you can do. There is something you can do. It's a time to live a legacy. Maybe your experiences that you have shared, maybe you can start writing them down. It is time to be able to put something down. You can teach other people how to raise up their grandchildren, how to raise up their children. You can do something at every stage of your life. Don't wait for a man. When a man is there, we thank God for the man. We will do everything to support the man. But when the man is not there, ladies and gentlemen, you and God, women, you and God are majority. Because you see, one day, the Lord will not judge you based on the fact that you did not marry. He will not judge you because you did not have a child. But he will judge you based on the fact that you did not fulfill your purpose. 
I took the child into my hands and I started praying. I was praying, praying, praying. Then I heard exchange and I said, no exchange. The devil said exchange. I said, no exchange. That means exchange your child for this child. And I said, no, there'll be no exchange. So finally, we prayed for this child, took the child to hospital, and by the next day, the child became okay. And I said, why did you bring this child here? Oh, I know you people, you pray here. And so when I bring the child here, everything will be fine. Your house should be known for something. You cannot afford to live an ordinary life. Another thing that Jael did was supply. The moment Sisera got there, Sisera asked for water. He gave the Sisera milk. He, he, he said, why don't you lie down? Let me bring you a blanket. He brought the blanket, covered him very well. Supply. In that tent, there was supply. In that tent, there was enough milk. In that tent, there was a blanket. Anything that was needed was in the tent. I pray in the name of Jesus that everything that is needed to make life meaningful will be in your house. Hallelujah. There will be food in your house. There will be drink in your house. Anything that is needed to raise up the children well will be in your house. It will be over and above in the name of the Lord Jesus. I believe you've been blessed. Join us same time next week. God bless you.